I've been called worse <laughs> than a dirtball, but yeah. They had the yeah, three. I don't, I don't know if you saw the three. It was Negroni, Manhattan, Manhattan and Old Fashioned. Like I could see, yeah. you know, regular dirt balls trying to sneak in a Old Fashioned, but Negronis, yeah. that's that's class. Hey, buddy. Hey, dude. We're doing a uh, online version of Always Parched. This could be a short one, and since we're getting a pretty late jump, it probably will be a short one, but uh, we can do this podcast remotely now. I know, technology, huh? Yes. So, we don't really have a topic on this one, but I was going to start off by saying, what you drinking, buddy? Oh, well, I didn't just make this just for the podcast or anything. Um, I'm drinking a Normandy Old Fashioned. Mm. which is basically just a brandy old fashioned, two different types of brandy, a French brandy and an American brandy, hence the Normandy. And got that one from, I think that one's straight out of imbibe, but uh, it's tasty. I've been liking uh, trying different trying different cocktails, substituting brandy in these days. You playing around with sugars? Which What kind of syrup you got in there? Just a simple syrup. But the two different brandies, I don't know, makes it real smooth. A little bit of an orange zest on there. It's it's tasty. Mm. It's very easy, quick go-to. That's just something, you know, a little bit different, a little different variation. So that's kind of been my easy go-to nightcap as of late. Yeah, still a pro though. You definitely hit hit it with the big old garnish. I like, <laughs> I right. like your peel action there, a good thick one. <laughs> Uh, what about you? What you drinking? Uh, well, thank you for asking. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I have got just a glass full of vodka. Oh, with, that's with, what exactly what it looks like <laughs> with ice. <laughs> yeah, we uh, should also be noted we're recording this video. You might see some of the video later on, but yeah, it's just uh, vodka and ice, but no ordinary vodka. I've got Hangar One Distiller's Choice Pink Peppercorn, Pink peppercorn. Vodka. Mm. Uh, we've had this for a while. I've told the story of when Beagle and I went to the Bay Area and hit up Hangar One uh, Distillery. It was awesome. And uh, Distillers Exclusive means you can only purchase this bottle at the distillery. I don't know if that's still the case. I haven't seen this one on the I shelves. Seen that one. But it is really good. And it's definitely a um, just kind of a sipper on its own. I, I don't haven't even tried to put it in a cocktail of any sort hmm. um so it's taken us quite a while and the bottle's super cool it's even got a milliliter thing going up the side i don't oh. know if you've like uh, examined these on the shelf but i like it do all the hanger one bottles have that they do but um it was kind of actually my segue because i don't remember what episode it was a couple ago we talked about how big our bar is growing and I've been actively trying to consume more than I'm taking in. I see you are not doing that approach. If uh, for our <laughs> listeners slash viewers, you can see Woe's got quite the healthy collection up there. Yeah, it is. Uh, it has not diminished at all. It, um, but to be fair, I am fully prepared for this quarantine. That so. is a good point. I saw you posted on that. That yeah. you have got a. Good stash and a good looking stash. I, I think it should be recognized that Woe's got a nice home bar area going there. Yeah, I did post something about it. I got a f- couple comments. Uh, some people were 
I'm going to say impressed, not not worried. We'll keep it positive. I think right. they were probably just impressed and really liked it. Not worried about how much alcohol I have for really only one person that drinks <laughs> cocktails in the house. So. Yeah. And uh, when we were talking about it last time, I said I was, I've really pared it down. And my goal was to get back down to 12 bottles. I don't know that that's ever going to happen because. No. Yeah. I, <laughs> I counted. I'm at like 40 still. And that's like, I've not purchased quite a bit just to get to what looks like a normal amount of booze that an enthusiast would have. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't think you could have things on hand like pink peppercorn vodka if you were paring down to 12, you know, that's just not, I guess you could, but. And that goes to what the next step was. I The reason I'm drinking the pink peppercorn, one, because it's delicious, two, I, you know, zero maintenance. I got some ice and, and poured it in, but I am starting to get low. Uh, thanks to the handy bottle here, I'm down to 100 milliliters left of it. Hmm. And so if I'm looking in my cabinet, I'm looking to see what is getting low and I'm drinking it just so I can finish bottles. Even <laughs> though this is delicious and even though I can't get more of this, my impulse to try and cut the bottles out of the bar is so great that I'm still drinking it with intent of removing bottles as I go. I also have that inclination, but I don't think I ever, in my mind, I, I, I always think, yeah, this is getting pretty low. I should really focus on this particular bottle, but I never go to sipping it, even though most of them I can. I can tell you right now, I got a couple of rums that are good for sipping that are mm-hmm. got to be, you know, five ounces or less right. or a couple of whiskeys, I think too, but um, all things that I could very easily sip, but I just, I don't know. I, I always just want to make a cocktail with it or wait till I have a good mm-hmm. cocktail in mind for it. So there's a good, I would say four or five bottles up there that are uh, two drinks away from being done. Yeah. And I would definitely more often than not make a cocktail out of it, but it just so happens that this is good on its, well, a lot of things are good on its own, but it also, I don't think it works in a cocktail specifically. I think this should be drinking straight up. Um, Cause like I, I finished a rum bottle yesterday. I had one all the way back from when we had the uh, Dinger and Micah joint party. Dinger brought over a bottle of rum and left it. And so that was some time ago. Yeah. It was a couple of years ago. (laughs) So I finally cleared it off. I didn't even want a rum drink, but I was like, Oh, it's so close. So yeah, it's, it's funny. You get like a certain satisfaction from, from killing a bottle, but then if I'm mixing a drink or especially if uh, I'm mixing a drink for somebody or something, I immediately think like, oh shit, I got to pick up another bottle because <laughs> other this is a good one. I like this drink and I'm going to yeah. want to serve it to more people. So I don't know. I That's probably why the stash never really seems to dwindle very much, but um, that's all right. So I found this fun mixture at Trader Joe's. I don't know if you've seen it. It's sparkling coconut water with yuzu. And mm. it's delicious and it goes with a lot of things. That's how I cleaned off the uh, rum bottle yesterday. Yeah. I dumped like, seems like two and a half ounces of rum because it was like almost done. And then you just had this <clears throat> tiny little bit left and there's no way I'm just going to leave that tiny little bit. So I really over poured on the rum, but 
the uh, Trader Joe's uh, sparkling coconut really goes well with it. That's funny because I was making this drink and there's probably like half an ounce left in, in that <laughs> bottle over there. And I was thinking, oh, maybe I should just pour it all in. But then I was like, no, I really like this drink. I don't want to. I got to stay true. Yeah. And I feel like uh, that would be the opposite for the two of us. I feel like you would really stay true to whatever it is. And I would be like, ah, oh, whatever. That's fine. Let's do this. If I was making a real drink, yes. But I was just dumping in, you mm. know, sparkling coconut water and rum. Yeah. It was very utility, uh, utility move maneuver. Makes sense. I did though. However, I bought it specifically to mix with chartreuse and that is a excellent thing. I was going to name that like the uh, thinking Micah's uh, vodka soda, green chartreuse and sparkling coconut with yuzu. It was nice. Mm, sounds pretty good. I'm going to have to, I haven't seen that in Trader Joe's. I'll have to try it, but I'm afraid to go to any store now. Oh, have you gone recently? Or, it's it's apocalypse uh, yes. out there. <laughs> I tried to go to Costco, uh, took like ten steps, and that's about that's where the line to check out started. Yeah, and I turned right around and left. Not interested, in, and because I wasn't there to stock up for the apocalypse, I was there to right. get like, you know, I don't know, well, toilet paper, but that that was no go, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, just random, random stuff, like random stuff that I could go get at yeah. the grocery store pretty easily. So we're recording this on a Monday. I went to Target last Monday. Things were picked over, but not not ridiculous. There's a couple empty shelves. The uh, you know TP and and paper towels were thin, but not gone. We went on Friday, gone. Shelves yeah. just empty. And Target was doing their part to make it look extra apocalypse because they only had two registers open. So oh, it was like we were 30 deep and it did not need to be 30 deep. It's like they were trying to get people to Instagram their experience because it shouldn't have been that bad. Yeah, speaking of uh, these interesting times, uh, we, are, we are down a man. We didn't, I, I just noticed. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> two two in a row. Yeah. <laughs> we excluded a host for yeah. too long. Nah, this one, I knew what I was doing this one. <laughs> the other one, totally, yeah. totally a mistake, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, he's, uh, he's running around, you know, hitting up all these accounts, these various bars and restaurants and that are suffering the effects of either a slowdown or a shutdown entirely. So that kind of sucks. Uh, but if you are able to, I certainly encourage people to support their businesses out there, but it is kind of a, it's difficult right now. So. Yeah. And even I saw the, you know, there's lots of posts going around and one that I thought was useful was going to a place or if online ordering a gift card to places you like, there's a local coffee yeah, shop that that's right. I'm just not going to be able to attend, but I can go online and buy like a $50 gift card because I'm going to use it just not this week. Yeah. My problem is I'm sure that I'm, I'm not necessarily going to lose the gift card, but I'm definitely going to forget about it for several months. Like a year later, it's going right. to resurface. Um, but that is a good option. Oh, well, uh, what else is going on with you? Um, actually, you know what? I got something new. I'm yeah. just skipping, over, skipping right over you. Michael, what's going on with you? All right, you took <laughs> too long to answer, me. so now it's my turn. <laughs> Get this shit. Uh, you know, we've 
joked around how, you know, we're older now. We, lo- we enjoy these cocktail bars. We don't love this loud music. We want people off our lawn, shit like that. <laughs> and I was playing basketball the other day and took one quick cut, obviously going up for a dunk, just like yeah. a normal day, and totally partially tore my calf. Yeah. Hobbling around <laughs> oh, for the man. last two weeks. And I just, I'm like, oh my God, this is so old. It's, it's ridiculous, Micah. Yeah, dude. I got, I got 40 right around the corner. It's real. Man, I totally, <laughs> that's this year, buddy. We got to, we got to go big for you. I talked about actually semi recreating the trip we did for Beagle's 35th when we went to San Francisco and we went to, um, mm. isn't that when you went to hangar one? Yep. <laughs> hangar one and, uh, full circle. Yeah. I know. It all comes around and the Tiki place. That's awesome. That I'm Smuggler's blanking on. Cove? That's the one. That's that a was good really one. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Though I have been there, but that was right at the forefront of my kind of, interest in in cocktails so i didn't really have i just had heard about it Mm -hmm. wanted you know check it out but i didn't really know what i was ordering or anything like that like it would be a much different experience now Uh, but what's great is that i remember being awesome yeah so i feel like now it would just really blow me away Mm -hmm. seeing everything that they do over there that is actually my favorite cocktail book too side note yeah i go back to it a lot i've been doing a good amount of tiki drinks this year yeah um speaking of cocktail books i got the aviary cocktail book i think i've mentioned this to you Mm -hmm. uh for uh as a christmas gift and i've tried i am in the middle currently and I say currently because I'm like, you know, some things are freezing and stuff right now of trying to recreate one of their cocktails. And I feel like I'm pretty competent in the kitchen mm-hmm. with cocktails now, obviously. And that shit is not easy. No. Like <laughs> I, I just figured I can follow directions. Could I come up with half of that? Not even half, but could I come up with that shit on my own? No, no I don't think so. Um, but that's like real molecular. I, I would feel comfortable using the term molecular mixology with mm-hmm. the stuff that they do because that is just uh, really crazy. I ordered a couple of different things that weren't that expensive, but a couple of different um, compounds. I don't know for right. lack of a better word. I can't yeah. think of, to, to do the mixing and make the little, what are kind of like uh, those boba tea bubble type of things. Yeah. You showed me the picture. It, it looks like you got it. I got a couple. I, I messed up and it started melting and I couldn't finish them. So I, I had to refreeze a batch. And so it's freezing now and I have to go back and do it. But man, uh, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited for when it, when I actually can put it together and finish it. But this cocktail is going to take like, when it's all said and done a couple of days <laughs> to have made <laughs> the one drink. And I, <laughs> now I'm just thinking, man, who am I going to serve this to? Right. I would appreciate it. I kind of want to serve it. It looks so good. Yeah. I'll volunteer, man. Yeah. There you go. Just kidding. I knew it was always going to be you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a process, but I enjoy it. Uh, So anyways, all right. You can finish answering now, buddy. uh, What's up with you? Oh, I don't know. Not a ton. Yeah. Just hanging in there. Yeah, you gotta, to ride out the storm. Yeah, pretty much. 
it is like more exhausting with a little one when you're kind of homebound. Like before we would go out to breakfast and that would get us to like 10 o'clock and then we could do some stuff and then we could go out somewhere. Like you could at least break up the day, but when you're just like inside, maybe you go for a walk, but don't, don't go on the park. It is, it makes for a long day of trying to entertain a one-year-old. Dude. I I got an easy, I'm sure, 45-minute rant if I wanted to talk about <laughs> dealing with two children under the age of five, which I obviously will not get into. But yes, uh, I will just simply echo your sentiment. It is not easy. Mm-hmm. And more power to these uh, teachers, day school or daycare yeah. workers that do this because we're like trying to keep them on a schedule and trying to just entertain them, but also you'd like to have them learn something or something, mm-hmm. but it, even so I'm just like trying to make it through the day. Yeah. And that's where this bar comes in handy. So, right. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, that's all we're doing over here. Yeah. Same. So we, we actually had a uh, plans to go for our anniversary, which was yesterday to, um, a dinner. You heard of the cloth and flame dinners or cloth and, all right. Cloth and Flame, I think it's called. Have mm-hmm. you heard of those? No, I don't know what that is. It's this event company that picks out different spots in around the valley, very remote, but also kind of picturesque uh, nature type of spot. So like in desert, but with mountain scenes and all this stuff. And they basically do a dinner where they bring out chefs from a bunch of different restaurants. Um, and this one happened to be like, I think I want to say the Gladly, Kai, and three or four other like really good restaurants in the Valley. And they each do a course and it was being paired with uh, Mezcal Carreño, which... Oh, I think I saw most much, about that. Yeah. yeah. As much as we're talking about them, right. you'd think we're sponsored by them. But, um, <laughs> but I saw those guys and I was like, oh, that'd be cool. You know, do Mezcal drinks. That's, um, that's the thing where it's like a long table. Yeah. Out. Yeah. That would be super cool. Yeah, it would be cool. So we did sign up for that, but that obviously got nixed pretty quick because 100 people uh, sitting next to 100 different strangers is not high on the CDC list of things to do right now. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Diamondback uh, 5K is in like two weeks, and I like doing that, and that was postponed as well. Yeah. Too bad. Oh, I'd be so upset. It's way, uh, way different, Micah. You get an excuse to not have to go run. <laughs> hey, says the guy wearing a running t-shirt. I know where that's from. <laughs> from several years ago. <laughs> well, now I won't have one from 2020. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I'm not running anywhere for at least six to eight weeks. That's true. We can put uh, you in the uh, baby jogger. I can push you through. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> You're just in there drinking a beer. <laughs> Uh, well, what else you got, buddy? Anything else on your list of things to chat about? I don't know. I was almost going on the tangent of how you talked about it. Um, and I just blinked on the Tiki place. <laughs> Smuggler's Cove. Smuggler's Cove. <laughs> uh, I should have had the book in front of me. <laughs> yeah. About how it was kind of early in, in your, uh, appreciation for drinks and that it would be different. It, reminded me of the notes I was writing for the Manhattan episode because I wanted to fully document our like rating process. Oh, right. And uh, one of the points I was going to make is 
like when you're early on and really kind of starting to get into it and comparing bars, it makes for a nice baseline of testing. Like, you know, we used it to do, Mm -hmm. but then also you might, it might be a bad thing because you could be in a really cool place and you ordered a Manhattan and it's a good place. So they did it right. And it's a good drink, but you missed out on one, a drink they make especially well. And so it's a matter of like flipping that switch. Like, well, I already know this is a good place. I don't need to put them on the uh, measuring. Right. Yeah. You know, what's funny is when I went there, that was even before our our Manhattan litmus Mm -hmm. test that we even had created yet. It really, really was. Yeah, it was, it was really early, you know, and I'm trying to even remember if I was actually into it. It may have been one of the few things that kind of sparked interest Hmm. come to think of it. Cause I don't think, I, I did not pick it. It was somebody who lived in a friend of ours. You remember Shana? You remember Shana mm-hmm. from Juve? Yeah. Um, she, when she was living there, she picked that spot, I think. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, I remember thinking, like I said, I thought it was really, really good. I think uh, that's one of the one of the places that probably kick-started the whole, the whole cocktail obsession. So. Yeah. Could, uh, my example would have been... Um, for our MBA trip, we went to Singapore and Singapore had a, a bar on the top, like 50 in the world. I don't remember what, which one it was, but it was very speakeasy ish. It was in like mm-hmm. an alley and it just looked like garages all the way down. And one had like a small stairwell and a door with a plaque on it. And then you go in and it's just like a big open area and just like a wall full of booze. And it was a really cool experience. And, but my first order was Manhattan because I wanted to <laughs> put them on, <laughs> on the rating system. Uh, I drank like four drinks that night. So I didn't like, I still got the full experience, but yeah, my yeah. first drink was a Manhattan and maybe it, it didn't need to be. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I guess it was very good though. They used, um, Lillet and I was like, Oh, that's a mm. interesting move. And, and I appreciated that. I do have something, well, I, not to uh, get too deep into the Manhattan hole now, since uh, we did have some some notes about wanting to do a whole episode on this, but I will I'll tease it by saying yeah, I there you go yeah that I have what's a good way of saying it I haven't uh, elevated my standards in any way, but I have changed a few things that make my perfect Manhattan my favorite Manhattan. So yeah. what I would have gotten back then is something I might not order now. Mm-hmm. or at least what I might not think is necessary or needs. I mean, still the basic things, obviously, you know, right. like stir it, don't shake it, but just what they include in it. I, there's some things I've, I found that I enjoy more so than others. Well, I look forward to hearing that. And, yep. Uh, I ain't going to tell you. And I'm going to tease. <laughs> I have the documented record of what is the worst Manhattan I came across <laughs> and I'm looking forward. I, I was digging through uh, old hard drive trying to find the picture because I backed up all the f- like my camera phone files. Yeah. And so I found the picture I took and said, the winner of the worst Manhattan. <laughs> so stay tuned. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I remember what that is. But There's um, actually, yes. I, it could be a tie between the two. One mm. I said is probably the worst because of how proud they were of making it poorly mm-hmm. in the right. like, uh, everything that's wrong about making it. You're like saying exclamation point. This is what we did. And then there's another one from a place in Scottsdale that's closed down now. 
um, probably because of their awful Manhattans. That was probably <laughs> probably the worst, but they weren't showy about being the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it was just sheer ignorance. Yeah. Not, uh, yeah. Yeah. So look forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to hearing about it. Um, and I look forward to, again, teasing more, uh, the whole bad cocktail thing. Haven't heard, mm-hmm. never even seen that. So for clarification, is that a cocktail in there, like liquid in the bag, kind of like bagged yep. wine? Mm-hmm. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was that or like, like some astronaut shit or uh, you know, where there was like powder and you add water and it's a Manhattan all of a sudden. Yeah. No, they're just little baggies and not to step on that part of it too much, but this is definitely for the crowd that's trying to sneak booze into public events. Like it used gotcha. to be just like those liquid uh, bags of vodka that you could like sneak in because it yeah. won't trip off a metal detector or anything. Um, right. These are definitely for the, for those people. The f- Like the fancy. Um, yeah dirt balls like me i guess i don't know i was gonna say that's gotta (laughs) we gotta be somewhere in that range because i feel like if you are fancy enough to want a manhattan Mm -hmm. so much to bring it in somewhere but not old enough to respect the rules that's i feel like we're in that range somewhere especially when one of them's a negroni like yeah I, yeah. I know I just said like fancy dirt ball, but that's not the right thing. Like anyone like us who's going to try and sneak in a Negroni to a place, that's yeah. that's sophistication uh-huh. right there. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. The problem with that is I don't know if I would buy it. And if I am probably somewhere, if not right on target for your target audience and at least on the dartboard there, then you got issues, but we'll yeah. see. We'll talk. We'll figure out. I've never yeah. had it, but we'll have it and we'll chat we'll, about it. We'll sample it. So if it yeah. makes the cut, you know, maybe I'll enjoy Negroni at the next spring training game in 2021. Yeah, right. <laughs> one last, I guess, you know, we're, we're not exactly on a topic here, but uh, one last uh, update from, from a somewhat relevant cocktail stances. I went to Palm Springs recently. And I know they're kind of known for their, or at least kind of on the map now for their food and drink scene and had a list of places to check out, probably four or five uh, cocktail bars that the top of the list being a tiki place that's, I had started following them and had read several articles. In fact, speaking of when I got this month's the, the most recent issue of Imbibe, mm-hmm. which was about a week before or the week of this trip that I was going on, one of, the, um, one of the highlighted articles was places to drink in Palm Springs. And I was like, oh, how fortuitous. How, uh, and looked them all up, found where they were in relation to each other, saw where we were staying in relation to that. Mm-hmm. We got there. <laughs> it just evolved so quickly that we yeah. made it to one by accident didn't know we were going there we just <laughs> it was walked the bus station yeah we just walked someplace and got dinner and walked into this place didn't know what it was and then saw the name on the door and i was like oh i think this was one of the places on the list <laughs> had very good drinks uh but after that the rest of the weekend i was there for three nights played a lot of drinking beer games beer yeah. games, beer pong <laughs> totally <laughs> went backwards there was no <laughs> cocktail scene to be found anywhere for me uh so i totally blew it i have no idea if palm springs is a good place to drink or not yeah it's a great place for beer pong and golf i can there tell you, you that. Go. <laughs> yeah. so 
I don't know if I'll uh, plan a trip there just for that tiki place or anything. Probably yeah. rather go to some place like Smuggler's Cove. There you go. Live and learn. Oh well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what else you got? Anything? I don't know. Not really. I feel like this right. was a solid effort. Yeah, solid test case. Yeah, I mean, we could we could even post this stuff. It's not just you and me catching up, buddy. Yeah, that's true. We had a. I think we talked about one cocktail or two. Yeah. I do want to try this hanger one vodka of yours, so save a sip. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll save the last hundred mLs for you, buddy. Mm, such a good friend. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, we haven't even said this, but if you're listening, you already know. This is always parched. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, Maybe this I'll is have like, to put this at the front end. <laughs> yep. This is this is a casual always parched. And actually, uh, if anybody's been watching some of the late night shows, which are pretty much off the air right now, I think they're not. They're taking their break because of one, no studio audiences, and two they got to be tired of talking about the same shit over and over. Yeah. Um, but the last few uh, recordings, the last few uh, releases on Thursday and Friday were super cash. Like mm-hmm. Seth Meyers was just in like a normal button up, like not a suit and tie or anything. Yeah, Stephen I saw Colbert that. was just having a drink while doing it. It was basically <laughs> the rehearsal, but they just aired it, I think. Mm-hmm. So this is our equivalent. Yeah. This is our... This is our uh, t-shirt and jeans casual always parched episode and we're out of drinks yeah yep i was gonna say perfect timing my daughter loves to say that every time uh a song ends at the same time we arrive at a destination Mm. in the car (laughs) perfect timing as she would say (laughs) she doesn't know that a lot of times i will quickly fast forward or something to make it so it ends otherwise we should want to sit in the car while it plays like she won't want to get out of the car until it's over so if i see there's like two minutes left and we're about to pull up i'll just start talking to her and be like hey Leah, have you seen and i just fast forward real quick so that there's like 10 seconds left we pull up and i say oh song's over she says perfect timing i'm like oh how, look how that worked out she's gonna uh, uh, listen to this in 10 years or something and be real pissed yeah But for now, dad hack. All right. Well, uh, stay hydrated and stay quarantined, I guess, folks. Got nothing uh, else to do. We'll we'll just start pumping out episodes. Yeah. Actually, with this tech, we could really, uh, we could really maybe get a couple out here in the next few weeks. Yeah, I think this opens up a whole new avenue. A whole new... God damn, I'm I a dad. Mm-hmm. Man. All right. See you, buddy. Bye. this hour be jammies episode yeah it's well, bedtime I may not be in jammies <laughs> <laughs>
I may or may not have pants on. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The audience will never know. 